the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 262 CP, Bayonet Point, WTBN, Pinellas Park. Portions of this hour have been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Up next is Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. The second reason, though, why many will be so attracted to this satanic deception is that people living during the tribulation are going to be extremely vulnerable to false teaching. Why? Because it will be such a frightening time that they'll want answers. It'll be the worst time in history, and they'll be open to anyone who claims to to be able to give them some answer, to be able to cope with the turmoil going on all around them. You've tuned in to Verse by Verse Radio, and we welcome you to another broadcast. Our class today is taught by Pastor Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel. He will give us several reasons why frightened people will be looking for answers during the period known as the Great Tribulation. We have been studying the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, which has to do with the end time period of God's judgment on a sinful and rebellious world. Right now, though, Open your Bibles to Revelation chapter 7 and verse 4 as Pastor Steve talks about the 144,000 Jewish evangelists that will be protected by God as they share the gospel message during the tribulation. Here is Pastor Steve. Revelation chapter 7, verse 4. The last book of the Bible, which is pretty much all about prophecy, all about, for the most part, the tribulation period. Revelation chapter 7. Seven, we read this. John says, and I heard the number of those who were sealed. Sealed means they were protected, protected from danger. One hundred and forty four thousand sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. Now, what this means at the beginning of this time period, God is going to work in the hearts of Jewish people. He's going to. Focus on Jewish people. There'll be many Jewish people saved during the tribulation. We know at the end of the tribulation, all Israel will be saved, all who are alive at the time. But at the start of the tribulation period, there will be 144,000 Jewish people taken from the various tribes, 12,000 from each tribe, almost each tribe. It comes out to 144,000 of them. And these Folks, these Jewish people will not only come to faith in Christ, but they will be supernaturally protected by God as they evangelize our world. Very interesting to me to note that when I've been to Israel, that most Israelis know several languages, several languages. God's going to use that as they will evangelize the world and they will see great fruit for their evangelistic efforts right after telling us about this. Number, this 144,000, we read in verse 9, and you have to put this together, that what do these 144,000 people do, Jewish people do? They witness. Verse 9, after these things, John said, I looked, 
And behold, a great multitude, which no one could count from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands. Jump down to verses 13 and 14, then I'll comment. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, these who are clothed in the white robes, who are they and where have they come from? I said to him, my Lord, you know. And he said to me, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Now, what is John seeing? First, John sees 144,000 Jewish people. Then he's told that there is such a high number that no one could count of people who were saved. These are the people who are saved. They are martyred. These are those in the tribulation who are martyred for their faith. But how did they get saved? The 144,000 witnessed to them. At some point, though, during this time period, they were persecuted and they were martyred for their faith. And now they are in the Lord's presence, serving him day and night. But notice, according to Revelation 7, 9, that the number of these who were saved at that time will be so large that John said it was a great multitude which no one could count. A multitude of Jewish people, a multitude of Gentile people. John said they're from every tribe, every every part of the planet. So the number of new converts during the tribulation will be so high that John said it is impossible to count and keep statistics on them. So understand this, although the tribulation period will be a time of God's judgment as he pours out his wrath directly on the unbelieving rebels of this world, it will also be a time of great mercy as many, many people will come to faith in Christ. Remember, even though the church will not be here, they'll be raptured so that initially no Christian will be around who can personally share the gospel. There will be Bibles here. There will be Christian literature. There will be media uh, things that they can pick up. I don't think verse by verse radio will be on the air because uh, we're not paying for the bills. They'll be they'll be out of here. But you know what? There'll be people here who can read and listen and watch materials and they'll be saved. So that answers some very important questions. What have we learned so far? We've learned that the Olivet Discourse is about a coming seven year era just before Christ returns. It's known as the tribulation period. We also know that what Jesus said in the Olivet Discourse, he said, with those believers in mind who will be alive during this unique time period, not as apostles, but people alive at that time. What's more, we know that that there will be many, a multitude of people who will be saved during these years, because not only, as I said, is this a time of God's judgment with judgment always comes mercy in, in terms of this context here. Now, with these truths in mind, we want to discover the initial signs or labor pains of the tribulation. These are the events that are going to take place at the beginning. The first sign of the first birth pain that Jesus speaks of is the rise of counterfeit messiahs. Notice verse four. And Jesus answered and said to them, see to it that no one misleads you. Now, the first thing that the Lord does is warn his disciples about a specific deception. He said, make sure nobody misleads you. They need to be aware of something. To those followers of his alive at that time, he tells them to be careful that they are not misled or deceived by anyone. Now, what is he talking about? He, he explains in verse five exactly what he's talking about. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will mislead many. Jesus 
tells us that during the days of the tribulation, many imposters are going to pop up claiming to be Israel's true Messiah. In other words, at that time, there will be an unusually high number of individuals who will say to the Jewish people primarily that they are the Hebrew nation's long-awaited Messiah. Perhaps some of them will say, I'm, I'm Jesus. I'm back. According to what Jesus said at the end of this verse, many will fall for their deception because he said they will mislead many. In other words, there will be many people at that time, especially Jewish people, but not limited to them, who are going to believe in these various counterfeit Christs and they'll follow them. Now, it is a sad fact of Jewish history that down through the centuries, there have been quite a few individuals who have claimed to be Israel's Messiah. You may not realize that. You wouldn't know that unless you did some reading on Jewish history. But somewhere I read, and I can't verify this for sure, but I read somewhere that there have been at least 64 individuals who claim to be the Messiah. I did, though, read this week about some of these pseudo-Messiahs, and I've got to tell you, they're real quacks. Some of them have been Real oddballs, bizarre people, colorful personalities. But amazingly, regardless of how bizarre and strange and really goofy some of these false messiahs were, there have always been Jewish people who have embraced them and said, you must be the messiah and followed them and allowed themselves to be quite deceived and misled. So this has happened in Jewish history. This is not new that there have been false messiahs. However, What Jesus is saying here in Matthew 24 is that at the time of the tribulation, there is going to be a noticeable rise and increase in a number of counterfeit messiahs who will attempt to mislead and entice Israel to follow them. And many, not the whole nation, but many will fall for their deception. In fact, some of you may recall that not that many years ago, there was a rabbi out of New York who uh, his followers said he's the Messiah. And I remember being in Israel at the time that there were signs all around that said, and it was interpreted for me because it was in Hebrew, it said the Messiah is coming. Now, this guy has since died and proved that he wasn't the Messiah. In fact, as I recall, he had never left New York City, never been to Israel, but they said he was coming. Well, he didn't come. During the tribulation, there'll be a lot of stuff like that going on. Now, what we want to know is not simply the fact that there will be a rise in false Christ, that many are going to follow him and believe in in these these really uh, quacks and false teachers. But what we want to know is why? Why will so many people at that time in history be attracted to these messianic imposters? There has to be a reason. There is a reason. I think there are two reasons, twofold reason. First of all, we will discover as we get further into the study of the Olivet Discourse, that the tribulation period will be a time when Satan will be very active, especially in in raising up false teachers. And not only raising them up, he will give them a supernatural ability to perform miracles. Why do I say that? Because Jesus said that. Notice Matthew 24, verses 23 and 24. Then if anyone says to you, behold, Here's the Christ or there he is. Do not believe him for false Christ and false prophets will arise, which is what Jesus said in verse verse five. 
They'll arise and will show great signs and wonders so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. They'll be so convincing by their miracles that that even the elect will wonder, could it really be? It's not. See, these false messiahs will be supernaturally empowered by the devil so that they will be able to carry on miraculous signs and wonders with the intention of not only impressing people, but convincing them that they are from God. Miracles alone should never convince anybody that someone is is from God. But regardless of whether these individuals can do miracles all the time or what the nature of it is, the important thing to understand is that they are satanic deceivers trying to mislead many away from considering the truth of the true Messiah, Jesus, by luring them into following a false Messiah, thinking that they have finally found the answer to life. Here's someone who can tell me what life is all about. Now, I said there were two reasons why they'll be so attracted to these false messiahs. Uh, One is that Satan is the great deceiver and they'll have these signs and wonders that people will be lured into thinking they're valid. The second reason, though, why many will be so attracted to this satanic deception is that people living during the tribulation are going to be extremely vulnerable to false teaching. Why? Because it will be such a frightening time that they'll want answers. It'll be the worst time in history, and they'll be open to anyone who claims to to be able to give them some answer, to be able to cope with the turmoil going on all around them. This is, this is why they'll be ultimately drawn to the ultimate false Messiah, the Antichrist, because he'll deceive them into thinking that he has all the answers to life's problems, that he can find solutions to uh, help them to, to make sense out of the chaos they see all around them in the tribulation. But at the start of the tribulation, there will be many individuals claiming to be the Messiah, offering people People answers for their fears. Now, why will they be so frightened? Well, as we'll see a little bit later, I'll just mention it now. Verse six says there'll be wars and rumors of wars constantly. Verse seven says there'll be earthquakes and famines going on and increasing all over the globe. Somebody after the first service just told me that he was in an earthquake that took place in Alaska back in the 60s, he said it was the most horrifying thing he's ever experienced. He said he thought the, the earth was just going to open up. So you can imagine earthquakes going on all over the world. People are going to be scared. They've, they'll have never have seen such chaos on a global scale. In addition, Jesus said in Luke 21:11, also about the Olivet Discourse, that there will be plagues, terrors, and great signs from heaven. So along with wars and Global catastrophes, now we learn that there are going to be an increase. There will be an increase in plagues, diseases, in the form of worldwide illnesses that will plague many, affect many. There will also be various kinds of, he says, terrors, unspecified terrors that will deeply frighten people like they haven't been frightened before. There will also be strange occurrences in the heavens. So people are going to be panic-stricken. It'll be the the headline of the news every night will be something like this. So it's very easy to understand why the why there will be so many individuals at that time who will be attracted to these phony messiahs because their world will be turned upside down. They'll be panic stricken, wondering what in the world is going on. Who can who can make sense out of this? Remember, the church won't be there to make sense out of it. Initially, there'll be no Christians will be able to say, I understand what's going on. 
There'll be no godly wisdom applied to the situation uh, because God's people won't be there. There'll be nobody to give insight into the chaos going on. The church will have been raptured. So this is going to be an unprecedented time on this planet in which people initially won't have any real answers, accurate answers. All moral restraints will be lifted. Sin will go unchecked. Listen, we're not in the tribulation period right now, obviously, but we still need to understand that Satan uses the same methods. He's not particularly creative. The methods have worked for thousands of years. There are demonic teachers out there claiming to have answers for the deepest problems that we're going through, challenges that we face in life. They may even have the ability to perform supernatural miracles. They may not, but regardless of their abilities or non-abilities in this area, their teaching is what you need to be aware of. I'm, I'm telling you, their teaching claims to offer you and me answers to our deepest problems. Like what? How to feel good about yourself. How to have peace in an unpeaceful world. How to be satisfied with life. How to live a happy and fulfilling life right now. How to be wealthy. How to be healthy. How to cope with difficult people. Especially those who are in your own family. On and on like that. All man-centered. They offer these kinds of issues that they deal with. But don't be deceived by that kind of teaching. Satan will always accommodate your sinful desires by providing you with teaching That will make sense to you and will seem to be just what you need and just what you want because it'll make you feel better about yourself and the problems that you're going through. Listen, this is not new. The Apostle Paul warned Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4 to be careful about this. Let me read this to you. 2 Timothy chapter 4, after telling him in chapter 3 that all scripture is God breathed out and is profitable. He tells Timothy in verse one of chapter four, since the word of God is the word of God and it's profitable. He said, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom. Here's what he charges Timothy. Preach the word. Preach it. Be ready in season and out of season, which means there is no out of season. Preach it all the time. There is no out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Why should Timothy and all those who proclaim the word make sure that they are always about this business? Because he says in verse three, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Now, folks, in the context, he's talking about people who are related somewhat to the church. He's saying there's coming a time when those who take the name of Christ will not endure sound doctrine. They're not going to want to hear it. So, Timothy, while you can, while anybody will listen to you. Preach the word for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled. That means they'll they'll want messages that will make them feel good. Just a metaphor. They will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. They'll turn away their ears from the truths and will turn aside to myths. They will accumulate teachers who will tell them what they want to hear. That's exactly what Satan does. And he'll do it again on a larger scale during the tribulation period. So as difficult and as painful as your life may be, your greatest need, understand this, is not to find some teaching that will help you through today's troubles. 
Your greatest need is to be in a right relationship with a holy God. And that comes only by trusting his son, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. That message of divine forgiveness is only given in Christ because only Christ is the perfect substitute sin bearer. His death on the cross paid, paid the price of sin. And God looks upon Christ and is satisfied with his death. And when you trust him as your sin bearer, your substitute, God forgives your sins and credits your account with Christ's righteousness, the righteousness that you and I don't have at all. But here's a sobering truth. If you are not trusting Christ as your Lord and Savior and the rapture of the church were to occur today, which it could, could happen at any moment. We call this the imminency of the rapture, meaning nothing has to happen before the rapture takes place. If you don't know Christ and the rapture comes and you will enter into the darkest days of the tribulation and you, like everyone else, will be searching desperately for answers to make sense out of this terribly frightening time, and you will gravitate to false satanic teachers who will lie to you. That's the sobering truth. First sign then, or the first birth pain, indicating that Christ's return is close, is that there will be a rise in counterfeit messiahs. Jesus moves on, though, to give a second sign or birth pang of his return, which is, Not only will there be a rise in counterfeit messiahs, there'll also be an increase in conflicts between nations. Verse 6, you'll be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. Jesus said that during the tribulation period, people will constantly be hearing about wars between nations. Constantly, with all the media stuff we have, that's not hard to imagine. They're not only going to hear about what wars are, are taking place, they'll be able to hear about rumors about more wars that might break out at any moment. Now, how could, though, the Lord say that wars and rumors of wars are a sign that his coming is getting close when wars have been a constant occurrence during man's long history? In fact, out of the last three to 4,000 years of recorded history, we know that there have been only 268 years where there's been no war. Somebody has figured that out, not me. 268 years have been without a war. So how could conflicts and rumors of wars and wars between nations be a sign of Christ's coming? Well, the point that Jesus is making is that as we get closer to his return, conflicts between nations are just going to increase. He's not denying that they haven't been here. He's not denying that that hasn't been the history of mankind. But he is saying... That during the tribulation period, there'll be more of these international conflicts. That's all. In fact, that's why he used the analogy of labor pains to describe these signs. Because while there have always been wars between nations, during the time of the tribulation, these national conflicts will increase in number and intensity, just as birth pains do, until you get to the delivery. That's what he's saying. The world of today is certainly filled with wars, and yet they are nothing compared to what will take place during the tribulation. With the restraining influence of the body of Christ absent from society, sin, wickedness, and violence will increase. How thankful we believers should be that we have been delivered from this terrible time of God's wrath against sin. 
thank you for joining us for today's class. If you have any questions concerning the things talked about, please feel free to call us at 727-239-0306. We would love to show you from God's Word how you can know you are saved and your sins forgiven. That number again is 727-239-0306. You can listen to this study again on our website, versebyverseradio.org. Download as many Bible studies as you like for free and let your friends know about the program and the website. If these programs have been a blessing and spiritual help to you, would you prayerfully consider helping financially with the expense of production and airtime of Verse by Verse? You can donate online, by phone, or by regular mail. Our mailing address is Verse by Verse Ministries, P.O. Box 5884, Clearwater, Florida, 33758. That's Verse by Verse Ministries, P.O. Box 5884, Clearwater, Florida, 33758. Thank you for becoming a partner with us in this ministry of giving out God's Word one verse at a time. Lakeside Community Chapel is located at 1893 Sunset Point Road in Clearwater. That's about halfway between U.S. 19 and the beaches. Pastor Steve would love to meet you if you are ever free to visit the church. You can call the church at 727-441-17. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.